everyone and welcome to Pure Dead Gaming Afterlife, our supplementary podcast or video cast in this case where we like to talk through the biggest talking points of the month just ended and what better month to discuss than May 2023. The gaming world has been abuzz with announcements, releases and surprises and our expert panel is here to guide us through their top five moments or talking points of the month. Um, before we delve into the discussion, though, let's introduce our esteemed panellists. First up, we have the one and only Pure Dead Craig, the father of Pure Dead Gaming, or husband in my case. Uh, hi, Craig. I birthed the fuck out it. <laughs> from, a wee fuck, from a wee fucking infant, squeezed it right out my ass. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Wow. We also have Donnie. Hello. We also have Donnie, a familiar face on our podcast, who most likely turned down about, what, four other invites to be here? You're essentially no, getting about. You, you, this is always my first choice. Every what, time what have you birthed, Donnie? Me? Aye. Well, I've, I've birthed the um, the nothing. Nothing, <laughs> mate. I've nothing to show for my, my 38 years. A red cola soup. That's about it, yeah. And a couple of vodkas. <laughs> And last but certainly not least, we have Jamie, a first-timer here on Pure Dead Gaming, bringing fresh perspectives and insights to the table. Welcome, Jamie. We're thrilled to have you join us. Hello. Happy to be here. Delighted. Hey. To Delighted you. to be here. Ecstatic to be you here. You brought us up a notch. Well, I don't know about that. But a notch one. I'll, I'll soon bring you down plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I tend not to be on this podcast, I realise. I think this is my first recap episode, but um, as as the format goes, we'll count down from five to one, uh, top five moments. I'm not going to give a top five, it's just you you guys. Um, but guests always go first. So, Jamie, that is you. You want to kick things off for us? Yeah, sure. Um, I was saying this, to, actually messaged this to Donnie the other night, um, that May has been quite a long long month or so it feels anyway can i believe that redfall came out just at the start of the month and i think yeah basically my my number five is essentially redfall and how kind of poor the game was and i don't mean i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna get stuck in, in xbox this is not an xbox kicking don't, well, don't worry I, well that's fair <laughs> And I know Craig, you've mentioned it as well. Like Arcane is one of your one about well, certainly it's one of my favourite developers. Mm -hmm. um, and I was really surprised by how poorly Redfall was received. Um, but not just received um, like critically, but the bugs and the performance. And even before the reviews went live, there was that red flag about how it's only going to run at thirty frames on on console. There was all that hype pre like pre-release where you had the YouTubers off playing it on what now appears to have been PC. Um but even the PC build I think was was disappointing mm -hmm. um from what I've from what I'm led to believe. Um I mean certainly with my my own experiences with it, you had like poor enemy AI. The vampires were meant to be the the big kind of attraction um in terms of enemy types and they were really shit to fight, frankly. They were they were limited to like a lot of the time melee attacks, so they had to get up close to you, and then you you just had to waste them a couple of times with bullets, and then attach you like press a press a button prompt, and then run up and stab them, and that was it, dead. Um, for an arcane game, the world is bland. Um, you know you consider games like Dishonored and Prey and the world building that they do, 
it felt very just felt really flat um i talk about the performance i mean there was just texture popping everywhere um i think digital foundry uh, again i don't have the i went i meant to, to research the, the 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 time but i want to say it was in the region of a minute on the xbox series x that they had to sit and wait for the high res textures to pop in mm-hmm. Um, and I certainly experienced that. I took screenshots, posted it, and I know it was again. It was early build. It was uh, it was day one kind of release. Um, and now we're just getting more information coming out. And I know today we're we're, we're into technically into June, but you know, um, we'll have more information coming out for Bloomberg about some of the background stuff that's going on, um, as well. So it just seems like a big shit show, and it's a shame because Arcane, as I say, one of my favourite developers out there, and for them to put out a game like that really disappointing i totally agree yeah i um i put about 20 hours into this before before launch but it was the sort of the build that was released and it's it's funny these days like see if it was five years ago and you were playing a game and you were getting bugs you would be confident that everyone was going to get the same or similar bugs but i was playing it and i mean some of this stuff that's in the screen is fucking hilarious but um I was getting bug after bug after bug and you know that way where you're not sure if everyone else you're like shit is am i I, I having a a different experience from other people here because you do sort of have that trust with arcane that you think surely they're not going to make an absolute cunt of it but i mean the sort of stuff we're seeing just now like i was getting things like that all the time and this just wasn't what other other players and zombies vampires stuck in the ceiling and the floor and doors just not reacting to you, not taking any damage because although you could see them, they weren't actually there. Um, and yeah, I, like, like I say, just before because I was playing pre-release, it was really difficult to tell. Like I knew it was rough because I was having those issues with all the textures not popping in. So I knew that there's no way I was getting all this and nobody else was getting it. Hmm. But at the same point, like, I don't know, like because it was put uh it was it was sort of marketed as a more a co-op game i had no interest in co-op only play solo and so i did sort of think am i having a worse experience here because i'm not playing with other people like is this actually buggy but fun and and co-op but from what i've heard from people like it's you actually get a better experience if you can believe it in in solo mode yeah yeah i mean what (sighs) It's easy to play it solo. To play it co-op, there's barely even a game. It's, you know, because it's, it's such a lack of challenge as it is, you know. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, you know, the, the information that's came out today is that you know, seemingly like 70% of the... Oh, sorry, I'll, I'll rephrase that. A lot of the devs who had left, a lot of the developers who left after Prey, who that's kind of started working on the game, didn't want it to be a multiplayer game. And that's right enough. I mean... It's not what they make. They, they don't make some multiplayer games. No, Deathloop had a bit of multiplayer in it, but mm-hmm. nothing like this. Can nothing, no. nothing to the point where they were they were creating a essentially a live service game, sort of co op Destiny style, um, kind of essentially a looter shooter. It was really, I mean, that's what they were kind of going for, really, isn't it? Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, because I Bloom, I mean, Bloomberg's report came out today, as obviously as we're mm. recording, which was. Quite damning, to be fair. Which obviously Jason Schreier doing a doing a good job again, you know. And, and obviously he spoke about the fact that this was originally supposed to be a live service game with and the quote was significant microtransactions. So clearly wasn't the game that it finished up with. But 
you know, the, the real kind of sticklers was, you know, there was clearly no leadership or direction. That's clear quotes. And to be fair, you know, Big Phil did say that when he was, when he came on and did his, his Grovler apology and kind of funny, he did say that, listen, you know, we, we kind of left this alone. Um, and, you know, the, the stories are at one point, the studio are working on this game. At one point, they had less than 100 people working on this, which, you know, listen, for a double-A game, that's fine, but for a triple-A experience, it's not. Um, and, Jamie, you kind of nailed it. You were spot on there. You know, 70% of the devs who made Prey didn't complete the development of this game, which, I mean, that's a staggering turnover of staff. Redfall was actually my number four. I wasn't going to sit here and beat on. I was more interested in, obviously, the information that um, that, that that came out today. So, um, and, and Fluffer's in the chat there saying, Donnie's in a dark room on camera standard. I've got the <laughs> neons on. What are you fucking talking about? You know, that's like, fucking sirens in the background. I've got the neons on the go, baby. Um, yeah, poor, um, poor Redfall that has drifted so much it's not even in is it out the top 100 now i believe or something like that it's 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 dead the game's doa and the what thing is it? obviously see like we've had a lot of good games in may but chris in the chat makes a really good point because he says and we somehow got a worse game in may mm. yeah. <laughs> obviously because uh, none of us have played it it's not made the cut but i uh, the fact that this wasn't the worst game in may when you look at these these clips here is uh it's quite something I think that's what's no interesting way, as well. There's no is... way to speak about Tears of the Kingdom, baby. How dare you? How dare you? How Sorry, dare Jamie. you? I've seen your list. You were supposed to. Uh, the fucking biggest game of the year, and nobody's even got it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm going to sack yeah. everybody. Everybody. I'm going to burn this whole place down. Yeah, I know. I uh, yeah, um, excuse me. If I had a top five, I would have covered it, let's be honest. There's, Wait, there's other news. Top five? <laughs> yeah, I don't have a top five. She says that like she was fucking banned from having one. <laughs> I wasn't allowed a top five. Yeah. I'm surprised you've let her out, you animal. She'll chained up somewhere. <laughs> Look, don't don't uh, you'll notice our, our background's blurred out, eh? It's cause it's just a dark basement. Aye. <laughs> but if, it blurred, you, if it wasn't blurred, you would see the bars from the cage that she's <laughs> Look, don't spin this around just because Donnie's in a fucking dark room. <laughs> Bring this on me. Let's not oh, play who's right. the biggest predator here, right? Jamie. <laughs> well, I was I was toying with changing my lights to red, but then that would just... No, would, don't do that. No, I'm not going to. Don't do that. No, you need to keep it on brand blue. Thanks very much. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. Redfall. Anyway. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? As, uh, as yeah. Chris has just said, this is taking a turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. so who's next up? Donnie, then your number yeah. five, please. Right. We're going to spend 30 seconds on this because nobody wants to talk about it. Everyone's bored of hearing about it. But we'd Apart be remiss from you, obviously. I... No, listen, I'd be remiss not to mention it because end of the day, it's still big news, obviously. We've got an ABK update this month. EU approved it. CMA doubled down. Microsoft have appealed it. End. If any of you have any more to say, say it now. Otherwise, we can fucking move on. We've still got a report on it. It's still important, but I'm done. I still think, and I don't know how it happens. Come but on, we had a chance it... to get out there. We had a chance no, no. to get out. No, no, you've fucking made your bed. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how it goes through, but I still somehow think it goes through. I'm sticking to my guns on. I think it will go through. I know that at the moment it's probably less than a 50% chance, but I just, I, there's something in the back of my mind says it goes through. What's interesting for me, being, being serious here, is the fact that 
when the EU approved it for their reason, that's fine. What was interesting was the CMA within a couple of hours came out and they doubled down. They didn't go, oh shit. It was within about have fucking we, 40 minutes. Have we maybe made a mistake? They doubled down. So what that tells me is that even if this appeal goes through, they ain't changing their fucking mind. Not without anything massive or significant happen. They don't double down and then back down. No chance. So that for me was actually quite telling, but I think it's now down to the FTC. It's, you know, that's the next last hurdle. But the EU was a surprise. I thought they'd follow the CMA and take the easy way out, but they haven't. Yes. Cool. We're done. Aye, but right, make, I have nothing yeah, to add to that. Good. Write, write this down as number five for July. <laughs> right. We'll come back to it in July. Make sure have it down. That's when the hearing is. We'll come back to it in July. I'm sure we will. Get yeah, the sure we will. Yeah. Start promoting it. <laughs> the PDG ABK. How many? How many? Like, how can you abbreviate that anymore? Like? Yeah. So, Craig, what was your five? My number five was. Uh, red flop and we spoke about it so we can move on from there it's, again it's just fucking sad it's sad to see like it's not the, it's not the team that made um red uh death loop but still the fact that arcane's getting ripped apart uh, it gives you not a lot of confidence for whatever they're bringing next as well and that's kind of concerning so mm-hmm. yeah but i that was my number five Cool. I, I totally agree with what Jamie said, though it's mad. When I was when I was making the list up here, I could not believe that that was still in May. It has been a very, very long one. Yes. I thought that was last month as well. I, I thought it was. I think it's because we spoke, because I think the reviews dropped at the end of the month, so we spoke yeah. about it because we're, because the reviews were so bad. Mm. Well, well the, 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 news, the news kind of came out about it being a 30 frames, um, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and... and and there was mm-hmm. a lot of like red flags, and a lot of folk were shitting the bed essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then it, and then it actually came out, and everybody was like, <gasps> "Panic!" Worse than you could imagine. It felt like worst game could come out in May. <laughs> cool. So uh, Jamie is number four. Number four. I will keep this one short and sweet because you guys did a fantastic job talking about it the other night. Oh, thank you. Um, PlayStation Showcase, obviously, um, had quite a lot of stuff. Um, as a PlayStation first party event, however, there was a lot of things missing. Kind of a, a bit of a Quite question that you... <laughs> well, yeah. Um, a bit of an open-ended question. Do we think that some of the PlayStation Showcase reveals have potentially been held back for next week for Summer Game Fest? Did Jeff Keighley go cap in hand and say, boys, I'm sorry, but I've got nothing to show? You know, you know, he's the king of hype. He he'll be hyping up next week. Is it possible he's went and sort of maybe held somehow convinced Sony to hold back some of its bangers for Summer Game Fest? If they um if they didn't before last Thursday, they do now. Because mm. I think there'll be a little bit of damage control, to be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't have if they didn't have any plans, I'd be shocked if they still don't have any because I think they've seen the feedback from last week and gone, oh, fuck, we need to do something here. I still expect to see Death Stranding 2 in some sort of capacity. I'm not saying gameplay, but I think we'll see something because on the day, you know, Kojima-san and, and, and Fanny Boz are, are obviously best chums. So, oh, I, um, I mean, it's the no annual... the Death Stranding 2 is there. Yeah, it's the annual loving between the, yeah. the, the Keely Kojima. Um, yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah. <laughs> And as well, to be fair, 
well, my number three, obviously we're not going to speak to just now, but I was expecting my number three to be shown at it, and clearly that won't be happening now, which was factions. I was expecting that, but you know, we'll come to that next anyway. Um, so Death I mean, Stranding and possibly some damage control. I think what well, the thing I was because essentially you've got this. There, there was a couple of rumors put out on 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 the ever reliable Twitter, you know, about how there may well be a second showcase. And it's not beyond Sony to do a second showcase in a year. They've done it before. You've got your extended state of plays, things like that. Um, so it's it's whether or not they'll do a second showcase um, or whether it's the Summer Game Fest because there was allegedly reveals that have been seen that weren't shown last week. And that's whether or not it's coming next week or whether it's going to be later in the year. Yeah, I, I I do think it makes total sense that we would see something of Death Stranding too. Like we know PlayStation is going to be there in some capacity. I I don't know. I I don't think we're going to get that much from PlayStation. Like I I I think I don't know. I think there could be like a a sort of desire to maybe stem the backlash that they're getting. But at the same point, it just would be such an it would be such a bizarre PlayStation move to put something really good on a third party show instead of their own show. So yeah, maybe Death Stranding 2, but I, I think we'll probably get Death Stranding 2 and then maybe like I was gonna say like maybe I mean maybe they ghost to Tishima PC port, although they could have held the ratchet port for that. I yeah, suppose, I was surprised but... by that one. I was surprised that got announced. I, I, see honestly I'm really shocked at the amount of things that have been announced on the likes of Twitter and stuff like that over the last week. There's showcases fucking left and right. Why is... I know it's a Silent Hill Ascension, right? It's not the biggest game, but surely somebody would have taken that. I mean, the, their Twitter account's got like 2,000 followers and they're tweeting out the new trailer. Some, I mean, even the fucking Summer Game Fest pre-show or something like that, put it somewhere, man. Don't stick it out in fucking Twitter six days before it or something like that. It's weird. And then the same with the ratchet port. I mean, you think that? I mean, Keely would have taken that. He'll fucking take it and it's going. <laughs> I, I don't even get why it wasn't there last week. Aye. Uh, it would improve the showcase. <laughs> fuck anything would have, man. Jesus Christ. Give us something. Yeah. Give us something, Jim. Um, but then again, yeah. they could be they could be um, doing a double bluff. What is that? A double bluff? Is that, is that a thing? Um, well, sand, that... sandbagging is the kind of modern day term for that. So that's the, I, I kind of I, I took that on. I, I stole that from someone else. Um, and I think that's a lot of people are thinking it's that, but I don't know. I don't know. You know, they, they, um, they've done all their third party stuff at a PlayStation showcase. Maybe they do all their first party things at a third party showcase. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if they'd came out and just said, oh, listen, this is a third party showcase, by the way, none of us would have mm-hmm. uh, questioned anything, but there it is, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't expect to see much unless there's a little bit of damage control, Jamie. Um, other, I think, like I said, Death Stranding 2 is a nail on um, just because of the relationship there. But yeah, other than that, in terms of PlayStation, there'll be something. But fuck, I mean, last year was more hardware stuff, wasn't it? It was the Edge, was the edge controller last year? Is that what we saw at Summer Games Fest? Actually, uh, yeah. I think, I think it was the Edge controller. So, you know, but again, we saw some. Oh, oh they got the, the Game Awards. Oh, the Game Awards. Right, oh, the, the Game Awards. Was... Fuck. They got Thank what was. was the thing they got the they got the guys from the Last of Us TV show as well and it was like why are they showing us why are they showing us that when they could yeah. be showing us a game mm-hmm. between seeing that and the bloody Gran Turismo movie trailer at the fucking showcase as well get it off 
I, I actually I, I get why they did it. To be fair, the, the global audience or the, the audience they had, I get it. But uh, it's not. The thing is, again, if we had saw a lot of good first party stuff and we got that trailer, none of, none of us would be complaining. It's the fact that hmm. we're complaining because you know what they should. Like I said in this week's podcast, what they should do is show Death Stranding at Summer Game Fest, fuck everything else off, and then have a PSX in November, and everyone will absolutely shit their pants. Yeah. Uh, Squinny um, in the chat has put, wouldn't surprise me if Donnie's stroking himself <laughs> under the desk thinking about Koshima. Uh, to be fair, mate, it's... Um, Koshima. It? <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, Donnie, you're number four. Uh, well, my number four was, was Redfall. Um, Redfall. So it's you, mate. It's me. My number four, I spoke about it quite a bit already this week, but it's Killer Frequency. Technically... It launches today, which is in June, but I'm a pretty big deal, and I got to play it in May. So, <laughs> do you like that, Tony? So, uh, I'm going to talk about that because I just want it highlighted. And June is as long a month as May, and so by the time we get to the oh. end of June, I'll have fucking forgot I played it, and it deserves highlighted because it's a really, really fun game. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the, the Telltale games when they're done right. And this is, it's got all those vibes. Uh, great sort of 80s aesthetic. Really cool story. It's very different as well, which is what I like about it. Like you're a DJ, but you're also trying to solve this mystery. You're um, taking 911 calls and trying to save people from almost like a kind of Michael Myers style killer. It's just really cool. I, I think it's it's different than anything I've ever played while still sort of being kind of familiar. Um, the only thing I would say is that a lot of the puzzles that you do solve are not particularly difficult. Um, there was one or two where I was like, "Is that all there is to it?" Or like, "Are they trying to like, are they trying to swerve me here or something like that?" But then when I did it, I got it right. Um, so maybe it's, it's maybe not that much of a challenge. Excuse me, but there was also one that oh, you yeah, asked me for help with because you were stuck. So don't that's true. You know. That's true. I did. I did call <laughs> Jess down from her bunker. Uh, yeah, the truth comes out now, it. baby. Look exactly. at you. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I forgot with that. I, I dragged her down <laughs> no. from work yesterday to help with one of them. So who's who's really the big deal then? Like, oh, Jess, obviously. I. Mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah. She's a, just, she is by far the brains of this operation, by the way. This whole ship comes down. Aye, that this was just a joke. I'm an absolute down. fanny. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I can't even reverse park. But no, I, honestly, I would I would recommend it. I would highly, highly recommend it. Obviously, it seems like we're going to have quite a lot of these, a good versions of these types of games coming up. Like there was previews dropped for The Expanse today. It looks really good. So it looks like... Um, it looks like we're going to be these sort of narrative adventure type things. We're going to be getting quite a few of them. Um, but yeah, this is one definitely not to sleep on. And it's on everything. It's even in the Switch. So obviously it's not very hardware intensive. Hmm. But doom tish. But yeah. I mean, talking about narrative adventures there, like I'm, I'm playing through one that's kind of, it's made by former Telltale um, staff. Right. Maybe it went off and made a studio called Dramatic Labs and they scored star trek because they're first intellectual property you know and so they've they just released star trek insurgent uh, resurgence i should say and that that's that's so it follows a similar vein it's right. not a first it's not first person like the okay uh, killer frequency but it's very similar so like you say they are like yeah narrative adventures are still still popular and it fits star trek perfectly 
Is it good? Is it pretty good? It's it's decent. It's buggy. Um, right. Hmm. But then it's But it is decent, and they have captured kind of the, the what makes a, a good Star Trek story so far. Anyway, I just wish there was a wee bit more gameplay. Like when right. you when you compare it to like say the Telltale games, and even like mm. so what maybe what I know Quantic Dreams like a AAA studio, but and this is a really small development team. Mm-hmm. There's just a little bit too much, you know. Tweak the left stick, tweak the left, the right stick, whilst pushing up on one other stick. Do you know, and there needs to be a little bit more interaction, I think. Right. Um, but as a game and as a story, it's all right. It's decent. Yeah, I mean that is something to be fair that should be said for killer frequencies. Well, like Baz, do not play it. Um, you do spend half the game actually trying to perform the role of a DJ. Like taking pressing the buzzer to take calls, switching records, playing ads. There's a lot of that, and eighty percent of it is dialogue. But um, but they've they've infused quite a lot of humour in there as well. Like uh, you've got this guy, uh, Ponte from Ponte's Pizzas, and all throughout the night he just keeps phoning up and pretending he's someone else. Like he keeps phoning up and pretending he's and he's getting chased by the killer, and then he always manages to just turn around and be like, two for one at Ponte's Pizza! And then he, and you're like, for fuck's sake! And you have to hang up on him. Uh, and there's there's a lot of good humour in it. They don't take it too seriously. And as a sort of, I suppose it is technically a horror game, it's not scary in any way. Like it's not going to, if you're into, if you're a bit of a shite bag, you'd be fine with it. <laughs> Mate, Right here. I was gonna, I was gonna leave you out of that there. Nope, 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 nope. Shake back here. Yes. Right. So you said I'm the brains behind this operation, but I've lost track of where we are already. Number we're, four. We're through to number three. No, three? No. My number okay. three. Jamie's number three. My number three. <clears throat> Look forward to my number two, but that's for later on. Ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> no, 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 no. None of that toilet humor here, Jamie. <laughs> so, <Andrew>. my... <laughs> just, just wanking jokes. <laughs> uh, so my number three, um, and again, I'll not, I'll not go into too much detail because I know it's a relatively kind of niche area. But then, um... Donnie's got the charge, and it's fine. Ah, oh, how many, how many times we're going to pull that joke every month, every month? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, it's, it's, it's not going away anytime soon. It was too it's, good. It must be, it must be niggling away at you, is it? Niggling. No. There it goes. No. Dropping it in. So yes. Um, Finally, a little bit of good news for some PSVR 2 users. Um, we Sony announced that there was at least 600,000 sales in the first six weeks from launch. A lot of the narrative, because um, we all know how, how 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 popular narratives is compared to facts, um, is that the, the PSVR 2 is supposedly a flop, um, but actually it turns out that it's, it's 8% higher in terms of sales at the same point as what PSVR 1 was. Um, in my opinion, that's quite impressive because you've got the higher price point and the availability as well. It was limited to, in most countries, to being available on PlayStation Direct alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a select few countries that you could buy it from Amazon and other retailers, but the majority of the folk were getting it directly from PlayStation. Um, and the reason I quite liked the fact that they put that news out was, as I say, there was a lot of doom and gloom. We had that Bloomberg report. We had a few other people making really stupid points and takes on PSVR 2. Too expensive. Oh, you have to go out and buy a PSVR. You have to go and buy a PS5 to play it. Well, then, if you're if you're playing PC VR, you need an expensive PC to run a decent rig on, unless you're getting quests, which are 
not in the same kind of level of detail, shall we say, graphical capability. Um, so it was nice to see a bit of good news. Um, we're also starting to get some games releasing directly onto PlayStation Plus as well. So Humanity got a, a day one release on PlayStation Plus, and that's actually a cracking game. Um, I really enjoyed myself playing that the other day. Um, we've got the option to play that in VR and non-VR as well. So I think the mm-hmm. hybrid games in that sense are really popular because you don't, you're not, you're not being excluded then if you don't have the VR headset, which a lot of folk maybe feel they are. Um, but I certainly feel like the area, the other area we need to kind of focus in on than that is is the games. We still need more kind of first party games, um, like full games, not just little experiences. Um, and we actually got some today, funnily enough, getting announced because of part of the MetaQuest um, showcase. And we got some the other day as well. We got to see um, Resident Evil 4 VR getting some gameplay during the showcase. There was the Five Nights at Freddy's getting a wee teaser, and we got Arizona Sunshine, but both those were CG trailers as well. So more positive month, I would say, is somebody that, that forked out for the PSVR 2 at launch. Um, and I know you did as well, Craig, didn't you? Um, yeah, I love VR. It's, I think it's always going to be niche, or it's going to be niche certainly for a long time. But it's God, is it fun? I really, I really enjoy it. I mean, I'll be talking about a specific game later, but, but yeah, I, I think it's it's easy to be a little bit not jaded, but a little bit disappointed maybe by the the PSVR two initial lineup, just because there's so many games that have been available on other systems before. But what a lot of people have to remember is this is a lot of people's first VR headset. And if this is your first VR headset, then fucking hell. Like, you struggle to have more games with as high reviews at launch. Like, there's been so many. I mean, Tetris Effect, now you've got Beat Saber coming out, Walkabout Mini Golf, so many games at a nine or over hmm. um, in the first couple of months. Like, it's... It's really, I, I think it's been impressive. And like you say, I think it's sold quite well. You, there's also the fact that the PlayStation 5 doesn't have the same install base. Um, and so you've yeah. got, there's less of a pool of people that can buy it. So the fact that it's outpacing the PSVR 1 is, I think it's pretty impressive. And it's been obviously interesting to see all the people that were bashing it very, very quickly, just sort of no sell it and go silent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And- <clears throat> Sorry, I was just gonna. Thought you recovered. As I'm um, trying to ignore the chat and failing unsuccessfully. By the way, thank God for the mute button. Let me tell you. Um, yeah, listen, I, I think you've both said it well. You know, like six hundred thousand units. Everyone was jumping on the bandwagon. <coughs> it popped clearly Excuse hasn't. Uh, Baz made a really good point before saying that obviously PSVR one also launched in the Christmas run-up to 2016. PSVR 2 launched right bang at the start of a, of, a, of a financial crisis hitting most of the fucking world. So again, the timing is, is, is mega, mega different. I think a big selling point at the moment for VR 2 is I thought the games they showed at the showcase were brilliant. Synapse being one looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I think that you could see a wee bit of a res- not a resurgence, but an extra push and sales between now and this between now and probably Christmas. Um, with these extra games, Christmas run up, and I think the picture could look very different, even more so in twelve months' time. It was yeah, a I good think... time to show those games. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It, was it, it coincided with the PSVR hitting much more retailers. Mm-hmm. 
because that released in May to that was 14th, 15th of May or something I think it went out to retailers. Um, Yeah. So yeah, definitely it's gonna get it's gonna find its its way into more people's homes. Um, and a bit like yourself. I was was just gonna wait to try and like say (laughs) get that there. So uh, I left that hanging. And um, (laughs) so. but no, yeah, yeah just, uh, synapse looked incredible a bit like dishonored really it's got that kind of feel about yeah. it with the, mm-hmm. with the with the powers um i saw that at the state of play that they did actually in february as well and it looked all right and end dreams yeah. that make that game make really good vr games very good um and then we've got some that were announced today as well including um, an Assassin's Creed Bulletstorm is mm-hmm. is coming to PSVR two as well, which is I never actually played Bulletstorm at all, so this will be a first play for me in playing it in VR, because um, I'm definitely buying it. Good. I've been kind of off the grid today. I didn't see the trailers from today. So did they, they show Assassin's Creed in VR? Obviously, when you was coming. No, the the Ubisoft event, which I'm ah. looking forward to. They're obviously going to show more of that. Right, that that's meta, good. Then. I mean, they need fucking oh. something to show there. Yeah, and to be fair, uh, Chris has put an important point there. He's in Assassin's Creed Meta Quest only so far. I can only assume it's going to be VR two. Well, I think, you know, but at the moment they've just said Meta Quest. Yeah, well, it was it was announced at the Meta Quest event, so yeah. yeah, there's every chance that you know there's every chance Chris is right, and it might well be exclusive. Yeah, for a while. But on, yeah. the same, on the same point, it might be that at, at the Ubisoft Forward they might turn around and show off all whatever you know. Oh, not yeah. at launch, right? Okay. Not a lunch. Yeah. Cool. Interestingly, actually, just circling back, that uh, Killer Frequency game, it's coming to MetaQuest, but it's not been uh, listed for PSVR 2 yet. Hopefully it does at some point. Maybe, they, again, they've got some sort of exclusivity that they can they can't talk about it just now, but it's supposed to be coming to VR soon. So, yeah, I'd say the state of VR is looking up. Yep, indeed. Okay, who's next? Donnie. Me. Uh, My number three is, uh, what's the future of factions? Um, I'm sure a lot of us were expecting it last week at the (laughs) showcase. What are you laughing at? So I I can't help it. Craig just makes me laugh. eh? What the fuck? Is that that natural charisma? Is that what it is? Yeah, the uh, obviously that you know the, the the first kind of warning sign was when it didn't appear at the showcase. A lot of us expected it too. I think then the assumption summer games fest would be become, uh, but then we then got an article from Jason Schreier at Bloomberg again, who obviously made claims that factions was in trouble, um, which then in turn made Naughty Dog release a statement via Twitter, um, and they said you know our team will continue to work on the project as well as other games in development, including a brand new single player experience. We look forward to sharing more soon. Um, and of course, we then find out that actually Bungie's gotten involved. They've actually started earning their keep. And it turns out, obviously, Bungie looked over what Naughty Dog were making and whatever they've produced so far for factions. And their claim isn't enough to keep fans engaged for a long time in terms of live service requirements. So it's all been a little bit messy, to be honest with you. Um, you know, Bungie obviously doing what they're supposed to do. That's what they've been bought for, to to, to use their expertise. Naughty Dog clearly felt that what they had was worthy of going forward. But, you know, we've heard that the team's been cut a little bit. Um, and I, what I thought was interesting, actually, was, was Naughty Dog's tweet. Because they actually said, as well as our other 
games and developments, I feel as though that they've obviously got factions. They've obviously got a brand new IP. And the assumptions have also got The Last of Us Part 3. I think there's three games. I don't think anyone kind of spoke about that, you know, the wording, as well as our other games in development, including a brand new single-player experience. So I think there's three games on the go there, but where this leaves factions, I really don't know. Um, it doesn't look good. You know, Del Walker, who works at Naughty Dog, he's a character artist, he tweeted out, you know, he quote tweeted the statement saying, let us cook, which for me, I thought he was meaning let us cook factions. But he then replied to his own tweet saying single player experience. So he wasn't actually talking about factions the whole time. So where do we go from here? I do not know. But I think it's pretty obvious that there's three games and Naughty Dog on the go. And will we ever see factions? I do not know. I think we will see it. But I think it's much more likely to be closer to what factions in The Last of Us Part 1 was with The Last of Us 1. Like, I think it's going to be more a sort of multiplayer experience, like a smaller experience. I don't think it's going to be this big, sprawling live service thing anymore. Like, they've, by all accounts, they've not kept enough people on the project to do that, I don't think. I suppose you could argue that maybe they're far enough along that they can downsize the team, but I don't think so. I think the, the scope grew and grew, and what it was at, Bungie have come in and went, this isn't it. And so they've maybe... I, I just the impression I get is that we'll get something similar to what we had with factions before, but maybe bigger maps, maybe some new modes. I just I don't know. And on one hand, I'm like they've they've spent four years on this. I want to see the fruits of the labor, but at the same at the same time, I'm like I want single players from Naughty Dog, so single player games from Naughty Dog, and so half of me is like just fuck this thing off. Yeah. I would love to have been a fly on the wall, right? Because you've got Naughty Dog, who are one of the best at making single-player experiences. And you've got them making this game. Bear in mind, they've got experience making multiplayer. You know, Uncharted 4, you know, Factions itself. It's not as if they've never made multiplayer before. But I'd love to be a fly on the wall where they think that Factions is great and they think they've made a great game and Bungie walk in and go, this is fucking shit. And let's That's not be... an awkward conversation. That's an awkward uh, thing for, for Bungie to overrule. Because you, know, you can imagine not like, well, hang on, we think this is great and you've been overruled. That's a very that's a very interesting dynamic. That you've got let's not forget company. as well. Sorry, Tony. Because listen, you know, Bungie, Bungie are experts <laughs> at what, what, what they sure. do, right? We know that. But for me, this is actually quite an this is really interesting. Right. So I take your point. As somebody Good. who put a lot Good. of time in, not not as much time as others, but a fair bit of time into Destiny and Destiny mm -hmm. Two, yeah, Bun Bungie aren't exactly fucking like some kind of saints when it comes to lives. Uh, yes, they've kept the live yeah. service going. They have, but they've a lot made of mistakes. They've made yeah. oh, fuck I yeah, a lot of mistakes. And I, I mean, I think they're they're by no means. <laughs> What, what I'm trying to say is that they, they, they have made Destiny, then they've went off and made Destiny 2 and they've just constantly added to Destiny 2. A lot of the content that they brought out, though, has been subpar. And we're talking like cam little campaign modes that maybe only last like two and a half hours maybe at a time. And then it's back to the same old grindy shite. Um, they've started vaulting stuff. So stuff that you've actually, content you've paid for, they've actually started putting in the vault. So you cannot access content that you've actually forked mm -hmm. out for. And I know Destiny's not the only people to do this. 
But for them to come in and try and tell Naughty Dog, well, actually, you're not doing this right, I think would be really hypocritical. That being said, we've got another similar issue here, maybe where Naughty Dog, like Arcane, are masters of the single-player game. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that there was maybe rumblings internally where they didn't want to make a live service game um, and there's been a little bit of conflict there, possibly? I think I think you could be right. I don't know how far their heart is in it. And that guy tweeting that out, I think, could lend a bit of credence to that when he's basically saying, let us cook as and let us get back to what we do better than anybody in the fucking gaming space. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think that... We've already seen it with multiple different games. I think we're going to continue to see it with a bunch of games, probably up until maybe the start of 2025, where there was a certain time when everyone was like, we need to be in this live service game. And I think you're starting to see failures over and over and over and over again. And people will still continue to try. Sony are still going to continue to try. And I certainly wouldn't put it past Sony to get a hit or two out of it. But mm-hmm. there's going to be so many of these games, and I think, I think a lot of developers are getting <coughs> fucked off with it as well. And they're... I was just about to say that actually. I would. What I'd hate to see is that they start pissing off the internal developers that they've done such a great job recruiting over the years and, and mm-hmm. acquiring all these cracking developers, and then start to turn around and say, right, well, you guys have to make a live service game. Let's use the new teams that they've brought in, like the Jade Redmond Studio, which I know from what we believe is going to be some kind of heist-based yeah. extraction yeah. shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do it with them. <laughs> Don't Aye. and bring in talent that are, are are good at making multiplayer games. I just I get the worry that that Microsoft, eh, sorry Sony, <clears throat> are getting a wee bit desperate with this whole need for multiplayer games. I, it's not. I don't think it's desperation. I think they're seeing the future, and you know, like games like if you take, either you take Fortnite, right? Fortnite makes as much money in a month as Ragnarok will make when you spread over five year development to make that game. They're making more than that in a month per. If you if you know if you take Ragnarok's money out and you spread it over five years, and that's a piece of the pie they cannot forget about. And you know the, the gaming doesn't, doesn't matter. Like you could make fifty games fifty times better than Fortnite, and it's not going to make Fortnite money. It's just fucking not going to. You, you can you try and make a lot of money, but it's not going to make Fortnite money. It's, it's maybe not going to make Fortnite money, but it's at the end of the day, there's there's clearly because Fortnite didn't exist ten years ago. But it people did before Fortnite, now, and there's too well, many yeah, people I know, that but aren't yeah, but... willing to move. People you are s- creatures of habit. I get that. They get that. But look at you know, like someone made a great point about you know, like Modern Warfare Two. You know, like Call of Duty was dying on its arse until they re-brought back Modern Warfare. And then something terms Call of, of sales, it wasn't though. In terms of no, but in terms in terms of player base and in terms of you know, like in, in terms of the numbers that are playing on a monthly basis, it was Modern Warfare Two spiked it again. You know, I, I'm not listen. I'm not saying that people are going to leave Fortnite, but at the end of the day, there's there's so many gamers out there, hundreds of millions of us, and there's clearly a market for these live service games that everyone's investing in it heavily. There is, I think, I just, I, I don't think Sony are particularly well equipped to deliver with it. Like, it, I just, I, Fortnite's free to play. Fortnite, they, they get you in and then they hit you with the microtransactions. And I, yeah. I genuinely think 95% of the games that Sony bring out that are live service, they're going to try and charge you for. And I think that will be, I think that will cut it at the legs day one. They could always launch them straight onto PlayStation Plus, mind you. 
That would be um, the smart thing to do, definitely. I think at the point that was made earlier on with yourself, Craig, about the, the fact that they're scaling back factions and we might end up getting something that's similar to what we got with, with Last of Us Part 1, or Last of Us See, as that. it was back then. Um, if we got that now after X number of years, do we think maybe folk would be a bit pissed off and, and like, fed up with the fact that like, yes. we've waited all this time, but yeah. you've just given me factions born again? I think they would. I think there'd be a lot of people. I mean, it would be the loud minority, but they'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Could you not just have shipped this with The Last of Us Part 2 in 2020? That's definitely what the narrative would be, I. And do you think we see the the Naughty Dog single-player game before we see factions, potentially? No. We'll see a Last of Us Part 2 remaster, which will be 70 quid <laughs> with factions on PS5, so it'll be a native PS5 game. See, honestly, yeah. like, see how I know that uh, Naughty Dog are saying, look, we've got other games in the pipeline and stuff like that. I don't think the other games are that far on. Naughty Dog's a big enough studio that they do make two games at once. You like They've been doing that for a wee while. They've overlapped, but I don't think there's a single-player game coming out of Naughty Dog until 2025 at the absolute earliest. And so I would like to think they would see factions before then. Mm-hmm. But oh, so. <laughs> who knows? Who oh, knows? So. Like, see, I mean, it's it's a wee bit up in the chat now, but Richard made a, a great point, and it's something we've spoke about before, where he said people still have the mindset that games still take around three or four years to make, and they just don't anymore. We've spoke about that a few times recently. Like everyone's like, oh, we want we want all these games running at four K sixty. We want better. We want more dense environments. We want better AI. We want this. We want that. And I'm sorry, if we want that, we're going to have to wait for it. Because yeah. if you want a game that takes three or four years to make these days, you get Redfall. Yeah. And that's not what you want, so you're just you're just going to have to fucking wait. Yeah. And it's a shame, and it's annoying, and it leads to showcases like Sony put on, but I just the stuff just isn't ready. It's just not ready. And, yeah. and to be I mean, fair, Naughty Dog did come out last year and say, Neil Druckmann did come out and say, like, they're going to stop putting unrealistic expectations on their staff. They're going to stop putting out um, release, not release dates, but kind of um, estimated seasons of, of uh, release, you know, of coming fall 2024 or whatever, or autumn as it is in the UK. Um, but yeah, I. Plus, you can't just get You know, you can't even work your staff like dogs anymore because yeah. Jason Stryer's sniffing about trying to grass you I, up for it. He's got a lot of cameras attached to all the offices now. And, yeah, he's got a lot that. of snitches. See, back, um, in, listen, back in 2018, you could just fucking crack the whip and be like, ah, you're not going home to your fucking infant child until you get me that fucking bush at 4K. What, but now hang on here. Styles what bush? Fucking... Are, we in, are we in fucking Blizzard's <laughs> studios here, are we? But Bobby now you've got, you've got fucking Jason Shire peeking out from behind the fucking bush. And he grabs his <laughs> in. Mm. That guy worked fucking 16 minutes overtime on Thursday. I'm writing an expose. <laughs> and, and listen, you know, I made obviously the comparison with um, with, with Fortnite there. Obviously, listen, Punk's put on the chat, he's saying, listen, Ragnarok doesn't, doesn't require a team to keep, you know, to keep servers up and running. I get that. I wasn't trying to make a direct correlation, but it was just to still show the fact that there's a massive difference. Um, yeah. Between live service games and what single players, single players once once you've gotten past that first year, even less than that, most of your money's made on that game. You know, mm-hmm. um, revenue generation. Kind of high, right, just, yeah, it was just to highlight that the, the business is so different, and that is why you know in Sony's recent 
um, you know, their, their, their earnings call. They made the point that, you know, from 2025, 60% of their investment is live service games. Yeah. You know, 40% is in what we, what they've called as traditional game, which is what we know it, which in terms of monetary value is what they're putting in now. So you're not losing anything. They're doubling up essentially. But it's still the fact that 60% of gaming investment is going into live service. And we have to face the facts. This is coming. And it's and the future, whether we like it or not. But you'll still get all the games you get today, you'll still get in 10 years. Well, I mean, not 10 years, but certainly the plan is, you know, the money's still the same. You're still going to get Ragnarok 3, 4, 5. You're still going to get Horizon 4, 5, 6, 7. Go to Shima 8, 9, and 10. But you're going to get fucking less of them because 60% of the resources that would have that could have went to stuff that we want is now going to go to this shite. Yeah, but they were never going to so make double the amount less. of single players sold. They're never going to make double the, at the end of the day. Like the, the, that, the 40% that's in traditional games represents the same value for money that it is today. So you're still getting the same. They're adding more to the pie. Not, you were, you're never going to make double the amount of single player games. There's, you know, it's, that's not, that was never going to happen. No, but Sony have added to their studios, but not to the point like you had a better output of single player games in like 2017, 2018, 2019 yeah. than you've mm-hmm. got now. I mean, you've had Naughty Dog essentially fucking wasting away on mm. some live service thing that might not even come out now for four years. Yeah. Like that, the guts of a single player game could have been made in that time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I agree. Like, it's just, I, see, the thing is, all the sort of live service backlash seems to be on sony just now but it shouldn't be because i'm telling you right now although they've been a little bit more quiet about it that's also going to be xbox's plan like you do not have game pass and then not try and release games as a service because if you've got game pass you then need the games as a service because you need people to come in to Forza and then stick around for season passes and for all this shite. Like, you notice that when they're making the new Forza Motorsport, it's not Forza Forza Motorsport 8, it's just Forza Motorsport because Mm -hmm. they want that to be the platform. Halo Infinite RIP was meant to be the platform and it's because they want... that's, That's the only way Game Pass can work is if they get you in these games and then fucking milk you dry. The Division 2 Destiny model Basically, mm-hmm. yeah. um, Destiny 2 model, should I say? Yeah, um, definitely. Well, the Division like 2 it. as well, and Division 2 still ah. do well. It's a way to hit five years. I really like yeah. it. Me and Tam co opted a lot of that. Um, yeah, Division 2 is exactly like, like it. Yeah, yeah. Does it have it's done much well base these days? Yeah, it does because it, that's the thing, yeah. it, it's kept going because they're adding to it all the time. But just the way they're just there, uh, there's a st- there's a rumor that at the Ubisoft event they'll be announcing fa- the year five content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's still so- going strong. It's a cracking game as well, by the way. Yeah. Oh, surely they'll really soon when they bring out that free-to-play one, though. Well, to, well, yeah, I suppose. Are they going to keep the and two of them going concurrently? Or? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But they've got that, and obviously they've, they've got X Defiant, the, the first-person shooter coming out as well, which is, mm-hmm. by all accounts, fucking awesome. Looks all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The people that the people that played the beta were raving about it. This has got nothing to do with anything we're talking about, by the way, but just I saw, uh, was it Wario64 putting out a sort of really fucking paper thin lineup for the Ubisoft event and at the top of the list was that Avatar game. Like see honestly, like I'm so excited for this event to see that fucking thing. What is going on, man? It just there's no way that thing's good. There's no way that thing's good. I can't believe like on one hand, imagine if you took Mirage out of that PlayStation showcase. Holy fuck, I would have come on that live stream and taken a dump on the air on that fucking laptop. 
But <laughs> at the same point, there's no way Ubisoft have anything better than Mirage to show. And so I can't believe they sort of cut themselves off. Like they've got a showcase themselves. What are they going to do? They're, like they're going to show more Mirage, but folk will just be like, I oh, will have seen this. Mm. Now, listen, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Ubisoft event. So you calm down, right? You calm down. You what? You calm down. Listen, I'm buzzing for the Ubisoft event. And we'll be doing a show for that. So just you fucking calm down. Or me and you will fall out. I'm telling you. You hear the tears building there, like mm. the, the voice is starting to go. <laughs> <laughs> skull and bones baby skull and bones oh fuck that'll be there <laughs> it won't fucking be 20 there 20 minutes man. 20 minutes i just dance <laughs> let's fucking go to be fair okay. if they release that on psvr2 i'd probably buy it Oh, the, the moderator's moving us on the moderator yeah moving sorry us on. i was just gonna well i mean while we're on the subject craig we're at i believe we're at your number three so we are which is what? Where am I? What's well, so you segued into uh, Assassin's Creed? Oh yeah, Assassin's Creed's back. <laughs> I don't have enough a lot to say about it, but like, there's, I, like, there's no way that I wasn't putting this in my top five because I'm absolutely fucking buzzing for it. It's honestly like it's that and the Cyberpunk expansion are my my two most anticipated games of the year. I think the whole thing just looks fucking brilliant and. It's so easy from a trailer to just go, I this looks cool. I hope it delivers. But there was so many things in this trailer that I feel like were little nods to tell you this is the Assassin's Creed game that you want. Like, and I'm just I'm so excited for it. I really am. I'm gonna in fact just remind me to book time off work for this. <laughs> I'm in. I'm fucking in. Yeah, Let's listen, go. I've yeah, I've wanted I've wanted a remake of the original Assassin's Creed for a long time, um, and this looks like basically what we're getting. Um, and I'm fucking buzzing for this. I have to say, I'm really excited. I was going to say though, is, it, is this like a an actual fully fledged sequel, or is it a reboot, or what? No, it's it's a new. It, it started off as a D, started off as a DLC for Valhalla. Um, and it then started growing arms and legs. It's now became its own story, but it's almost it's almost like a sideways story from Valhalla. But they've gone back to the the Assassin's Creed roots of the type of game mm. that it is. You know, so I mean, like, you know the, the early ones that you remember. Basically, it's gone pre RPG. Um, mm. I'm not going to slag off the RPG. I, I, I still love Assassin's Creed, and obviously Chris in the chat he does as well. You know, so there's a lot of us that do like the current uh, the current Assassin's Creed format, but I still long for the original. You know, the first few games, one, you know, Ezio's story. I'm still, um, I, I'm, I'm still looking forward to that. So this for me takes a lot of boxes. Yeah, definitely. It, and not... also, again, like I know I, I bring this up sometimes, but 15 to 20 hours. Yep. Absolutely, like it's not a full price game. Like you know, I think no. it's like Aye. retailing at like forty five, forty four, forty five, something like that. Mm. Um, so it it's not as big as the other ones. I'm assuming on that basis. Yeah, oh, yes, much Chris shorter. in the chat. So I can say yes, Chris in the chat. I know it's not an AC one remake. What I means because it's the, the the original type of game. It's not the RPG bloated games we know of. That's what I was meaning. It's more like the original games than what we've got recently. And I know We're it's a scene from Valhalla. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's every chance that you could be done with this by the time in Valhalla you saw that title screen. Because I was about. 10 hours, 10, 12 hours before I saw the title screen in Valhalla. 
Yeah, I love Valhalla. Yeah. I'm not going to slag it off. No, I, 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 I liked it. I enjoyed it as well, not as much as yeah. others, but I, I enjoyed it. I think the last one mm-hmm. I played was Origins. But I, I'll rephrase that. The, one, the last one I played that I really enjoyed was Black Flag, actually. Origins was a good shift in terms of this RPG. Yeah, and I liked I liked combat. But I think for me, the franchise was becoming a wee bit stale. And then they redid it with Origins. And then instead of you climbing towers, you just had the stupid daft eagle that you would get to flag, fly about for you. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to take a massive okay. dump. <laughs> 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 but no, this does look good, though. Uh, Assassin's Creed does look good. Like, Yeah. So, Jamie, then, you're number two. Number two... Um, it's one of the ones we got at the PlayStation uh, Showcase, actually. Alan Wake 2. I'm really hyped about that. For my, That's one of the ones I'm really looking forward to. Uh, we got an October, I believe an October release on that one. It's kind of shifting um, genres slightly into full-on survival horror, as opposed to more of an action-style game. Um, we got a little bit of the new protagonist as well, Saga, or Sega. I'm going to say Saga. Anderson. One of the bits that I really liked to the trailer actually was hearing um, James McCaffrey, who obviously plays Max Payne among other characters in Remedy Games, mm-hmm. and the bit he's monologuing over cuts to a bit with Sam Sam Lake, and he looks basically like Max Payne in this scene. He's, yeah. he's t- shirt tie, leather jacket. He just looks like Max Payne, and it's it just gave me like the biggest chubby. Um, so yeah, for me, massively hyped about this. Um, my only major concern is that they announced it's going to be a digital only release. Dun, the reason dun. I find that the reason I find that concerning is I'm a I'm a big fan of di- physical. You know, who doesn't like a bit of physical? And ultimately, it's it's one of those things that still adds a bit of resale value. You can um, if you buy it, you play it, you don't enjoy it, you can chuck it on. I just don't like this idea that there's a, a studio willing to go completely digital on that type of big AAA game. Um, and I know THQ Nord, is it THQ Nordic, have come away and sent a kind of jokey tweet to them and said that they'll publish it for the one mm-hmm. physically on PC. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about this. I love the remake, remake, remaster, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, uh, so yeah, mega hype for this. Love Remedy Games. Probably I like like Arcane, one of those studios that for me always seem to deliver. Control was a huge, massive hit for me. Yeah. Um, and I know they did some Alan Wake DLC for that. Um, yeah, love it. Can't wait. What were you doing? Did you play this? No. 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 Shite bag here. I ain't fucking playing this shit. I shot myself in the trailer, baby. I ain't playing this. <laughs> fucking it no do- way. It no does. Way. It does certainly seem like they're leaning more into the horror. Like, don't be wrong. Alan Wake no way. was a horror game, but it wasn't. I don't know. It. It wasn't, I wouldn't have called it full horror. Like it was a little bit like horror light, whereas this definitely seems like it's going to be more sort of jump scares, survival horror style. Um, the yeah. the graphics look incredible in it. It they really do, does look good. Fucking hell. That North, see that Northlight engine wow. that they use is, is, is amazing. Like it's an absolutely yeah. brilliant engine that they've I'm got there. buzzing and, to see Control 2. If that's how Alan Wake 2 looks, I can't wait to see Control 2. Holy shit. Hopefully, Control Two runs fucking better than the original did at launch because that was Jesus, man. On the static side, eh? Ah, it was, <laughs> it was grim. Um, 
great game, but I it, it had some pretty pretty shocking uh, frame rate at, at launch. Yeah, no, I'm 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 excited for this. I I totally get like I see I, I only buy digital, so it doesn't bother me personally. But I totally get it for fans of physical media and obviously like we've just became a shop to affiliate so the fact that remedy have played us like this is a fucking shambles um, I'll, I'll tweet sam lake for you mate if you want i'll, I'll say to you, i'm here i'd appreciate that you dare mate come on so, i could be making fucking 2p if somebody buys a he's a big deal this aye. boy here i'll just say I exactly just tell him i'm a big deal mm-hmm. um but yeah no i'm looking forward to it. i'm really glad we're getting it this year that that was one of the games See, pre-PlayStation Showcase, if you had asked me five games that were going to slip into next year, that's one that I would have probably picked. It just seems like Remedy like, really have their hands full. And I know they did a, a sort of, I think it was a conference call or something recently, and they were saying that... You got him, Chris. You got him. <laughs> oh man! Oh Jesus! If anyone's listening to this on podcast, you need you need to come in the uh, next time. You need to come and watch this shit. <laughs> oh, the chats, the chats alive tonight. Nice, oh, nice. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Craig, the point. I don't, I, I I don't, I'm not even sure where I was. We can we can move on from that. <laughs> oh man, that was good. That was good. Uh, <sighs> Is it me? Yes, it's your number two, Donnie. It was me. It was me. Um my number two is Metal Gear Solid is back. Snake. 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 It's back, baby. After years of speculation, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Dubbed Metal Gear Solid Delta, it's been remade by Konami, by Konami, and fucking yes, unbelievable. Uh, to coincide with that, this autumn we're also getting the Metal Gear Solid Collection Volume One, um, which is essentially the the HD remasters we got a few years ago. No mention thus far if there's any quality of life tweaks to them or not, or if it's just ports. Hopefully not just ports. We get a bit of quality of life uh, and presumably trophy support as well. And um, what's quite exciting about this actually is the fact that we're not just getting Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3, but we're also getting the MSX Metal Gear 1 and Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake as part of it as well, because it's a special edition HD edition. So exciting. Only negative point is it looks as though the Snake Eater is a lot way away yet. I think we were all hoping this was sooner. Um but listen, doesn't fucking matter. Uh, big boss is back, and that's what we want. My concern with this is, I mean, one, I think that the collection is just going to be ports. Unfortunately, like hopefully we do get quality of life improvements. But I'm hoping that I'm not expecting much, Craig. But I'm hoping there's a little bit of quality because even even the even the HD stuff, it's, it's still a little bit jank. You know, uh, you've got to expect yeah. that it's not going to be perfect. You have to expect that, just ports, but I'm hoping there's something, you know. I just want to point out that we did have this same hope pre-GTA trilogy, so just keep that (laughs) in the back of your mind. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing that sort of alarmed me slightly about this 
one, the fact that it's so far away, clearly, and two, was we heard, we heard a couple of days ago that it was Virtuous that are helping on this mm-hmm. port. Yeah, I do not have any faith in them. They they shat out that fucking outer worlds um, current gen port recently, and it ran like utter shit. Mm-hmm. It worries me that they are helping on this project. Like, yeah, I I still think it's probably going to be really good, but I don't know. I think there's going to be a real fucking spotlight on this. Them making trying to redo Kojima's work without Kojima. I know you should be able to do it because it's essentially a remake. Um, but I, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it worried me a bit. I know they're only helping on the game, but I don't know. They don't have the greatest of track records in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, concerned me a little. Yeah, uh, Couchy's asked, "How do you feel about the news? They'll use the same audio." Um, a little bit concerned, to be honest with you. I assumed it would get a full redoing over, with or without David Hayter. wasn't I wasn't going to go into that much detail, but I'm surprised they're reusing audio. Yeah, there's a there's a few worrying little things coming out from this. Like I don't know, like there's all this Konami is back stuff, but they they need to prove to us that they're back first. Like, and I think we're sort of taking them at face value just now, which. Would have been fine a couple of years ago, but fuck me, we've had our heart broken enough. <laughs> I think for me personally, um, I've, I know I've said a few times in the Discord about certain franchises that have passed us by, and Metal Gear was another one that kind of only touched the... Metal Gear, um, is it 4? The one, I can't even remember which one it is, Sons of the Patriots or Ghost of the Patriots or something like that. Yeah, Sons of the Patriots, wasn't it? But also played a little bit of that Ground Zeroes, the one where Kiefer Sutherland took over from David Hayter, the one which sparked all that, that yeah, prologue with him. Yeah, and um, the prologue guy, that was it. And um, played a wee bit of that. So I don't, uh, for me, if it is just a kind of basic port for the, 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 the collection in August, it might be enough for me to kind of have a look at it and get into the, the franchise a wee bit. So I'm, I'm jumping into, obviously, Diablo, which is another franchise that's passed by. I've spoken about, like, Final Fantasy. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, I enjoyed what I saw, but it was just wasn't much to. There wasn't much. It was kind of a essentially a CG trailer, really, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. I mean, Metal Gear Solid is one of those franchises that we we did the Metal Gear Solid one as a as a throwback episode a few months ago, and you know, I spoke about it when when it first came out. I couldn't get into it, but I I was young. I was eleven or twelve. Um, it wasn't until I was like basically an early adult that I played it and appreciated it more and. Uh, we had uh, Joe from the, the the Trophy Room podcast on recently, and he put a tweet out saying that he couldn't get into Metal Gear Solid Three, and, and someone like was like slagging him off, saying, "Oh, you run a gaming podcast, you've never played Metal Gear Solid 3. He's like, he was like, "I was eleven when that game came out. Like, what the fuck? Like, these aren't games for fucking teenagers and young kids." So, like, I think you know, Jamie, playing it now and giving yourself an opportunity. I think you'll appreciate them because the, the story is fucking mental, by the way. Like, they are oh, aye, aye. absolutely yeah. bonkers. Yeah, I mean, it's um, Kojima, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're, honestly, they're, they're, they are absolutely fucking outrageous. Um, but I think, you'll, I think you'll enjoy them and appreciate them. I just hope there's, you know, Baz mentioned that, um, it, you know, it's ports the PS3 and 360 versions, which is obviously what I said. But I was hoping that a little bit more quality of life improvements to them. They weren't just going to be pure ports. It just seems like an awful... 
an awful lot of grandstanding for just complete ports and nothing else. But mm. we've had no listen. We've had absolutely no information that it's going to be anything more than just ports. So I'll be a bit disappointed if it is. But I'll still fucking play it, obviously, because it's Metal Gear Solid. Yes, solid. What about a solid snake? Absolutely, big boss. Rock hard. Um, cool, Craig. Number two. My number two is Walkabout Mini Golf. It launched finally on PSVR 2 this month. I was hoping it would have been there at launch, but obviously I think it maybe came a bit too soon for them. I fucking love this game. Like it's it feels a bit like a bit almost like a bit of a cop-out putting in for me because I have been playing this game since 2020, but it's just I said in my review, I can't remember off the top of my head how many games I've gave a 10 out of 10 to, but it's not many. And I did this month for Walkabout Mini Golf. It's just, it's almost perfect. Like it's, it's an amazing multiplayer experience. It's an amazing single player experience. I mean, it takes a lot for me to even entertain multiplayer. But the fact that you can literally just, it's like a chilled out session, just chatting with your pals. Um, the mechanics on it, the physics are spot like better than any almost any even non-vr game like it just it feel every time you hit a shot it feels exactly how it should when you mess up you know you've messed up um and there's so many little just extras in it that don't need to even be there like every single hole you've got a secret ball to find you can fly up in there and zoom all about the course you can it's just the whole thing it's absolutely brilliant like it's it's one of the few games that I would say is worth buying a headset for. I just, I can't say enough good things about it. And the way they support the game, new courses every two to three months, and they continue to do so, it's it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've not got a lot to say about this. I've, I've only got, I only had a fucking charger, didn't I, Craig? So... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's fuck all I can say about this shit <laughs> other than enjoy enjoy your um, your fucking pitching butter, you know. Have you played it at all, Jimmy? I've not yet, no. It's on my it is on my radar though. Um yeah, I'm trying hard. trying hard to convince a mate of mine who is a big golf fan. I don't know it's this crazy golf. This isn't exactly, you know, PGA twenty twenty three or any of that. You know, I hate it's, golf. It's it's um but no it's it's definitely one that I'm keen to pick up and I think as you say it looks like one that you could just totally chill with a mate sit have a couple of beers play some crazy golf it's yeah. almost like being there I can imagine it. that's it's, honestly, it's, it's, it's that sort of thing you know it's it's that it's that added sort of thing that you can do in real life you know because you could go play crazy golf and you you know but th- this obviously is like kind of fantasy world you know it's it's yeah. and when you're in the headset and, and anybody that's never played VR. Watching these kind of videos, never do it justice. No, absolutely not. And the, it, it strikes me as one of those games that you probably couldn't have got on PSVR 1 because if you're saying that you need to have, you know, if the controls are that good that you know you've made a mistake, on PSVR 1 you would you would just try and tap the ball and before you know it, the, the sensor when they pick up the controller and you'd be away across the other side of the map with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can vouch for it. Obviously, I've played it as well alongside Craig. Albeit with you know when we've played it together, we've played it in different rooms, and it is cross play. So I think I had the Met, the Meta Quest on, and you had PSVR two, and mm-hmm. it, you know it was a great experience. Um, that like you say, it is very I don't know 
cartoony and you know but it is it's just so bright and colorful and just fun it's just a fun game to play either by mm. yourself or you know as i say we've we played it together and it's been a lot of fun yeah check you check youtube your fucking double vr units and me and my charger eh? yeah who knew <laughs> who knew podcasting pays so well lean a fucking pay rise here <laughs> the, only, the only thing i would say see if you do have and I wouldn't say this about many VR games, but if you have a Quest and you have a PSVR 2, there's no difference. Like it's it's not really upresed. The only the only reason why you would buy the PlayStation VR 2 version over the Quest version is if you were into trophies. Like other than that, it's probably slightly better on the Quest just because it's wireless. Like it, don't be wrong, it handles perfectly on the, the PSVR 2 as well, but there is a bit of sort of moving around, and so the cable sometimes can get into the, in the way. It's certainly not anything to put you off buying it, but if you have both, I would probably go with the, the Quest. Um, but yeah, phenomenal game. Cool. Okay, thank you. Where are we at now? Lost again. Number one. James, okay, number one. Up. Who is your number one, Jamie? <clears throat> My number Who, one. Who's your favourite person in the Discord? I don't really and have why... any favourites in the Discord. And why um... is Couchy? <laughs> Couchy's everyone. Nah, no. Squinny, Squinny's everyone's favourite. But uh, there's Baz, there's Baz in the chat. He's been out looking for nine holes. Uh, so pandering to me, honestly. <laughs> um, so my number one is actually Peter Parker. Actually, it wouldn't it be Peter Parker? It's Miles Morales as well. Um, yeah, Spider-Man. What, what are we showing we got from the Spider-Man trailer there at, at the showcase? Um, and I know there was a lot of people slagging it off. Um, the gameplay looks shite, apparently. <laughs> Who knew? Um, but I, um, we got a, a, a decently extended look. We got another... Re- I could have done with a release date. Um, maybe, yeah, okay, they're sticking to their guns. It's coming this autumn. But I would have liked a, a, a release date. Overall, though, I was really impressed with what I saw. Um, we've had some confirmation today regarding some of the kind of details regarding character switching. Donny did, you know, not to give the guy too much credit, Donny did call it, I think, in the Discord um, that we were looking at sort of GTA-style switching um, between characters, and that's essentially been confirmed. Because at, at the time that they released a, a sort of blog post about it, it, it didn't make it clear whether we were going to get it as seamlessly as that, because it said something about story moments. Um, but they've confirmed today um, that, yeah, it's going to be, there are going to be some moments where it's forced to to, to sort of work within the storyline. But then there is going to be the option to, to do certain adventures as either character. <clears throat> and there'll be some Peter Parker centric stories there'll be some miles centric stories and then you can do other things just as either character um the gameplay we're seeing just now you, the, the the symbiote suit looks cracking like the abilities that it seems to be giving you look brutal i love the fact that peter parker is a little bit darker in this obviously um i i do believe with a few of the, the rumblings that this could be his final game he he could be you know being flushed down the the drain um in this one and it could end up being a sort of mile-centric stories going forward. Um, and, yeah, I loved everything about it. You know, the, the loading screens, the lack of loading screens, the way that the game's moving, they're, they're saying that you can traverse the city faster in this because of the power of the SSD. You've, there's just so many cool things about it. And, okay, yeah, there may be some rough edges, um, but they've confirmed again this is an earlier build of the game. There's still some pretty decent 
things to look at, and I know it was running by the looks of things in fidelity mode, so we were seeing like the ray trace and the things like that going. But again, you've got the performance RT mode as well, um, which is what I tend to play it on when when I'm playing like some miles and that. Um, yeah, can't complain. Loved what I saw, and it's got me hyped for more, which is what we should have got more of at that showcase. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, I, I, I think this, this just looks fucking brilliant. Um, I loved the Spider-Man game, loved Miles, so this for me was, was always going to be fantastic. And I just, you know, like, there's times when you when you watch things and then you, you see people on Twitter and, and you get it, you get the agenda, you understand. I'm like, I must be watching something fucking different than, than you people, you know. Um, I just sometimes, it, it, it begs belief, but... Um, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I did kind of call. Not that it took a genius to call how how it was going to work. Uh, you know, GTA Five did a brilliant job of having that kind of near seamless switch. To be fair, um, and I like the fact that they've kind of said that in free roam you can you can choose between them, but there will be points where you can't. Yeah. I think obviously that'll be good story beats. Um, Jamie, I agree with you. I think the story. Chris is Chris is said in the chat he'd happily bet that Peter survives. Now I've never read a comic book in my life, but one thing I do know about Spider-Man is at some point in the Spider-Man trail of comics, he does Peter Parker does die. And something else happened, whatever the fuck else, I don't care what else happens, but he does spoilers. die. They do kill him off. That's spoilers. Like 20 <laughs> years ago, you know. So, and then obviously the Miles then becomes the main Spider-Man. Um, so I, I think they might do something like that, and then they might then incorporate some sort of multiverse thing. Yeah. Um, I can see that happening, I really can. Um, but listen, I know it's a long shot, but yeah, um, I think it is leading down more towards Miles being the number one Spider-Man. Obviously, you've got the, the Spider-Verse movies. You've got a live-action Miles film coming out as well. So I think it makes sense that they'll go down that road. Um, and Chris will happily put a, a £10 charity bet on with you, mate. Um, we, can, we, we can have a bit of fun on that if you like. Um, so, yeah, listen, buzzing, absolutely buzzing for this game. And I think anyone with a PlayStation <clears> probably <throat> is as well. Maybe even Callum. Shout out to Callum in the Discord, who is uh, who's loving yeah, Miles at the him. moment. Yeah, he's, I know he's loving Miles, I know. Yeah. Uh, Couchy's put, how would you feel about a Venom spin? Oh, sorry. How would, how would you feel about a Venom, Venom spin off the same way that Miles came after the first game? Um, day one. Buy it. Day, day, one. day one. Yeah. Tony Todd, that's voicing um, Venom, he's fucking outstanding. He is, you know, he could he could read me the phone book, um, <laughs> this boy. He is, a, 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 he was the original Candyman, and any Trekkies know him as Worf's brother. As well, he's done. A, he's a character actor. He's he's popped up. He was in the Final Destination films. He's popped up in a lot of weird and wonderful things. Um, so the fact they've got him to voice, he he doesn't even need any kind of special effects to make his voice sound awesome. He, he is a fantastic choice. He's um, excellent at leaking release windows as well. Hi, yeah, yeah. Am I am I right in saying though? Right, because obviously Tony Todd is voicing Venom, right? But Venom isn't Peter Parker with the suit. Venom is some other dude that's infected by the symbiote that he is Venom. Is that, is that my right? Then I'm going to chat and kind of vouch for that. I think, like, Peter Parker with the symbiote isn't Venom. It's a different person with the symbiote that's Venom, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm a non comic book person here, so I'm fucking. You've seen you know, the film. Surely you've seen the Raimi trilogy, you know? Eddie Brock, Squinny, thank you very much. So, yeah. Eddie, I, no, I've, I've, I haven't watched the films. I never uh, answered because you asked the chat, yeah. so I just let yeah. the chat answer. Yeah. yeah, so Eddie Brock with the symbiote 
is Venom, and that's who Tony Todd is is voicing. Yeah, we we got there in the end, you know. So is it going to be like a Venom versus Venom battle then? No, be Venom. Venom will be the ultimate bad guy because obviously, but presumably Peter Parker will lose the symbiote, will lose the blackness. Hey, <laughs> Matron, and Eddie Brock will get infected with the symbiote and become Venom because Venom is Eddie Brock with the symbiote. Fuck's sake, man! This sounds way too. <laughs> superhero shite for me. Like I, I really enjoy the gameplay, and I'm really looking forward to it. But my god, every every word the last three minutes has made me less excited for this game. <laughs> I just the gameplay is really good. Yeah, we've got and... we've got we've gotten a little bit deep on the whole Spider-Man lore there. <sighs> just... hey, it was Venom that you were playing with earlier, was it not? No, that's, the that's Peter guy. Parker. That's Peter Parker with the symbiote. Talking about my it's toy not, not and Venom. knob. <laughs> I'm just fucking telling it like it is. So that's pet name Venom. Uh, that's what I call him when he touches. We're playing with Venom in the bath. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm look, I'm, I'm all in for this game. I think it looks really good. I like the fact that, like I've said before, I prefer my superhero games to have as little superhero elements in them as possible. I find the gameplay usually really good, but like one of the reasons Batman's my favorite superhero is that he's most of the time not really a superhero he's just a fucking super tough guy with gadgets um and so i imagine a lot of the time given the choice i will play as miles instead of this spider-man cross venom thing if possible but you're um, not getting you're not getting prototype vibes though from that like prototype was yeah, fucking unbelievable by the way actually, i'm getting major was, prototype vibes yeah, so i'm excited I meant, for that i meant to actually say that yeah uh, when when that clip was there you're, you're absolutely right the way that the the tentacles from the venom sort of so yeah yeah, it, yeah. Does, it does look prototype-esque like 100 percent I think I bounced from prototype pretty early just because oh, again like, one is it was so too superhero <laughs> oh, it's so good man what a game nah but yeah, no, I look at it, it looks really good. It's it's up there. It's in it's one of my top most anticipated games of the year, but it's it's no mirage. Let's let's be let's be real. Oof, oof. I don't like a superhero stuff, but I am quite happy with a guy that transcends um histories by by using some weird whatever it is. Animus virtual fucking sunbed that he sits in. <laughs> Nothing wrong with virtual sunbed. The the worst thing, the worst thing about Assassin's Creed game is that all that modern day shit. Oh, you've just set Chris off. Take all that shit out of it, man. All of it. Every last bit of all the modern day Desmond shit, Animus, take it all out. Take it all out, the whole lot. I don't, even know, if, I don't even know if you'll get a response stitch. from him out of that. He's oh, I've got him one. I've got him one. He's raging. <laughs> oh, man. All of it is utter, utter guff. Utter guff. Abstergo. <laughs> abstergo. Abstergo. Abstergo, eh? Abstain yes. from abstergo. Abstain from yeah. <laughs> Squinny, thank you, brother. I agree with Donnie. Animus stuff can disappear. There we go, you see. Get and in the bin. Fluffers, agree with Donnie. Load of guff. See, Chris, you're on your own, pal. Sorry, mate. You're on your own. I you think Desmond ha- can go and do your own thing. I think it had its place, but it, it, at a certain point, it seemed like they were like, 
God, we didn't really know that we were going to make as many of these games, and yeah. we sort of need to find a way to keep this going. It's like the video game version of Lost. They got so it's far, and they went, actually. how the fuck are we finishing this? That's exactly what happened. It's like, Lord, they got halfway through, and went, oh, shit, we better just, let's just do some time travel. <laughs> let's, you know, it's the easiest <laughs> way to get out of any fix, you know? The Bobby Ewing special. It's, <laughs> it's all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> he wakes up, and he actually was on a sunbed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get a VR sunbed game on the go. And, and do what? Chill what out. Be called? Oh, you wouldn't chill on a sunbed. You kind of bake. Uh... Well, hey. <laughs> UVBR. Okay, let's move on, please. Um, I believe Craig and Donnie both have the same number one. Surprise, surprise. So... Copycat cunt. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, listen, we'd be re- we'd be remiss not to talk about the PlayStation Showcase. Um, it was the biggest talking point in the month. Showcase? They they did they did they had a great I gaming had a showcase. showcase. Week, you know, like the PlayStation Showcase for a for a PlayStation event was so bad it gave Xbox their first laugh in two years. So that probably tells you. Probably how bad it was for a PlayStation event. For a gaming event, it was fucking good. For a gamer, for everyday gamers, ignoring any kind of branding, it was a great event and we saw 35 games. Um, But yeah, listen, it missed the mark. It missed the mark a lot. Everyone had the same complaints. Too many CGI trailers. Where's the first party stuff? Where's the gameplay? Where's 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 the hype announcement about Ghost of Tsushima Part 2? Where's all these things that were just missing? It, f- it felt like a state of play. And unless they somehow claw back with Jeff Keighley, I it's it's no great. And what's 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 funny is is that a week ago, the PlayStation PR was up here because I've given everything about the sort of sales they've had and, and, and all the kind of you know how bad Xbox has been doing. PlayStation was up here and they were laughing. You know, the, the feel-good factor was there. They have a showcase that they, they missed the mark and it's down here. It's like, they're, as if, they'd, if the showcase didn't exist, nothing would have changed. So the, shake, the showcase dropped the stock price, basically. But it's, it's dropped the PR, um, which is, which just, again, shows you how bad it was. Um, yeah, difficult, difficult week for Sony, to be honest with you. And the hype train of the showcase didn't quite manifest. And here we are. To, to be honest, like I, when just when you mentioned Sony PR, there, like I've been hard on them for about a year now. Like I think they've, I think they've got by, and let the let games and sort of services speak for themselves. But I think they've been in cruise control for far too long. Like I go back to the launch of PlayStation Plus, they just fucking let it release. Like they should have been that is a really good service that they should have been hyping. And instead we had to watch it launch in other territories to find out what was on it. And then watch it launch in our territory and find out that there was some different games on it. Like put out some fucking branding. Even like when Ragnarok came out, like don't be wrong, they spent a lot of money getting fucking celebrities to talk about it, but they still like I, I don't know, they just I'm not saying they didn't hype Ragnarok. They did. There was ads and stuff like that. But I just there's there's something different about Sony just now. Like they they it's just don't seem to them. I, I maybe I don't. I just I don't know. I just think 
I mean, they are so far ahead just now that they are almost like, well, we don't need to do anything. And I think there is merit to that. But at the same point, I'm just like, come on, you need to fucking get a grip here. Problem is, Craig, is that like you, you know, you you know, you say that all oh, you know the, the new PS Plus subscriptions came out, right? And and they did a shit job of marketing it. Thirty percent of the forty six million people on PS Plus are on the higher tiers. I'm not saying it wasn't a success. <laughs> so, but, I know, I know, but but you're asking them to do something they don't need to do. But they still should. But thirty percent of people sign up paying more money. I know, but it doesn't fucking matter. You, like, just because something's successful doesn't mean you shouldn't make more of an effort with it. They just fucking let the thing come out because they don't. They don't. They don't need it. it I know they itself. don't need to, but you, you don't know what the uptake could be if they actually did make a fucking effort. Like, it, it was always going to do well, and people are always going to cycle over. And PlayStation's the number one brand, so it, the shit kind of sells itself to a degree. But I just. Sometimes you just look, there's multiple times in the last year we've looked over and went, what's going on here? Like, I just, I don't know. And like, I've, I spoke about it before, but in the UK, like most of the PlayStation PR in the UK aren't even gamers. Like they couldn't tell you, they couldn't mm-hmm. tell you the star of Uncharted. Yeah, Maybe now they could because yeah. there's been a film, but they would likely <laughs> say Tom, I, I, honestly, I, I guarantee <laughs> if I messaged the everyone at the Sony PR in the UK and said, um, who's the main guy in Uncharted? More than half of them would reply saying Tom Holland. <laughs> That's like, such a needless low blow, but I like it. I like it. True, but like, and like you say, like you're totally right in what you say. Where it's like, but that's what's they're doing's working, and it is. Yep. But I just, I don't want to. I don't want to see. Every, every from a commercial point of view, everything's working. Hardware is selling; it's flying off a shelf. Games are selling well. First party selling well. Accessories are flying off the shelf like the hardware is. Edge is doing well. Headsets are doing well. Is Edge doing well? Yeah, it is. Yeah, because again, you know, hardware. I think accessories are like thirty percent up. So all these things are all doing well. But will they not count PSVR two in that? Ah, well, possibly. Yeah, but again, that's that again. I would be surprised if that Edge controller has sold well. Well, either way, I don't think they expected it to. Like, don't be wrong. I don't think that, I don't think they turned around. Well. And, aye, I don't think they expected that thing to jump off the shelf by any means. No. Like, you you make a premium controller for people who want a premium yeah, controller. Yeah, 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 yeah. But people are people are buying into the 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 whole hardware ecosystem, and that's what they want, and it's and it's working. The the, the fact to figure that the finances do not lie, and no matter how much PR spin we put on it, it's all selling. And people can't I do. I do. I do. I do agree with what Craig's saying, though. I mean, I think in the in the, like we had our we had the fantastic showcases that we got when PSVR, sorry, PS Five, was coming. You know, you had your you had your hype build up for that. You had your two showcases. Jim Ryan, like, we'll let the games do the talking and all this. You know, and they they were flying after that. And then the PS Five launched, and it was amazing, and it was a great success. Um, but it just seems like kind of years. Two and three have been a little bit. I wouldn't maybe maybe arrogance was wrong earlier. Complacency, I feel, maybe the word. Because even with the PSVR two um, hype, there was none. There was barely any. Um, uh, Ozzy a, a Osbourne, state, a state of play, fucking something. Ozzy Osbourne was on, and he's fucked. Like he, what he can't even see. He's normalised. Never mind sticking a pair of VR goggles on him, uh. um, and. Yeah, we got a, I think we got a state of play the week that the PSVR two came out, 
But up until then, we should have had a PS. We should have had a state of play the week before it came out, rather than a week after. Again, to back up what you're saying, Donny, lack of lack of PR, lack of promotion, and yet it is still outselling PSVR one. So that's the thing. Aye, I mean everything's still doing well, but like I, I mean they were announcing PSVR launch titles the day mm-hmm. before this headset launched. Mm-hmm. I mean, just do some fucking promotion and like, it's again like. See the the backlash to this showcase last week. It wouldn't have been as big if Sony hadn't just fucking went on holiday for two years. Their, their PR said fuck all for so long that when they announced this showcase, you've got folk like fucking Greg Miller literally spunking on air about how it's going to be the showcase of dreams and nothing will ever touch this ever again. And then everybody else gets wrapped up in the like, Oh my god, here we fucking go! And it turns out it was just an okay showcase. And but people thought it was going to be more because they're like, oh, they've been quiet for so long. They've been like, if they yeah, but just it, if they just say more, like I know. But I mean, it'd been eighteen months since a showcase, so I think we all expected more based on that alone. But again, have better PR and don't make it eighteen months. Give more, more oh, yeah. interim updates. I know, but they've been obviously they've been doing that. Obviously, the state of play thing's been working, and it's listen. We all we all wanted more. I think maybe every, as well you've got the factor in PlayStation. Sorry, Jerry, every 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 PlayStation fan wanted more, and every Xbox was delighted what they saw because it gave them something to laugh about for the space of a week. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, 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 I'm 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 being facetious, but I'm also being you know I'm also being serious as well. That's the thing; it's it's, it's a double edged sword, um, or, or two sides of the coin, I should say. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, We'll have a clearer picture after next Sunday. Yeah, or even you know the next few months. Yeah, but I think, I think anyone anyone down in tools because of a fucking showcase needs to have a word themselves as well. Fucking hell! No, you know, plenty, there's still there's plenty like... to play, and there's still mm. plenty coming to play, yeah. and we're going to the, the big games will come. I mean, that's maybe what a, an Xbox fan has been probably been saying for the last what three four years. So there's always next year, yeah. um, I... but you know. I don't know. I don't know anybody that owns a PlayStation. All the guys in our Discord, friends of mine that own a PlayStation. I don't know any of them that have barely turned the thing on this year. I've only not turned mine on in the last ten days because I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom. I've been waiting for Diablo slash Final Fantasy sixteen. That's fine. Tears of the Kingdom has taken me away. That's the first time this year my PlayStation Five hasn't been turned on. I don't know anybody else that's barely turned their PlayStation Five on. But the only person I can think of one one person is Ben from Grumpy Gamers. Shout out to Benno. The only guy I know that's PlayStation 5 hasn't been on much this year. And he admits that openly. That's fine. But that's it. The only person I know. So there's a fucking reason for that. The games are there. And the enjoyment's there. The, you know, and the engagement's there. It's the lack. Of, I think it's the lack of first party. We, 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 we were spoiled at the start of the PS5 life cycle with some incredible first party games like that were ready to go. And then we knew that we, we knew the ones that were coming out because they did such a good job of the couple of showcases that we had. So, you know, we, we knew about Ragnarok was coming, kind of thing. We had Horizon Forbidden West, um, and then you had the, the, the games that launched like Demon Souls remake and everything as well. So, I think they had they, they, they had a lot to to, to fill the, the front end. We're lacking a little bit now, and then I think we'll get a, a fair bit at the. I'm not going to say the word rear end, but you know, well, you know what I mean. What's happened um, is that PlayStation fans are now starting to <sighs> go through a little bit of a spell of what Xbox fans have been going through, where 
like we sat there and said or oh, like made jokes or oh, nothing to play on xbox there's always been plenty to play on xbox because the third party's always been there and the third party's fucking fantastic like no one is hurting for games and when at a time just now where yeah we've got spider-man coming but we haven't had many first party games it doesn't matter because the third parties came along like jedi survivor despite its fucking issues and it's been excellent and we've all so you're not going to have nothing to play you're going to have alan wait you're going to have mirage you're going to have the cyberpunk expansion you're going to have there's so much shit coming um and more that we're going to find out about next week so yeah can, i mean can I, can I ask you a question to interrupt mm-hmm. you sorry see since we started recording see since we started recording did you apply fake tan in the last hour no i'm in a conservatory that's got dark <laughs> And so I've got a light shining on me. Why are you getting thumbed I'm on? Just, I'm, just, I'm now just looking at Jess trying to laugh. <laughs> is this doing it for you? Is that what it is? It's working for me. It's working for me. <laughs> Always does, though. That's true. <laughs> I'm just a very sexual being, Donnie. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not fake tan you're seeing. It's just he's oozing masculinity. Is that what it is? That. My nipples are fucking <laughs> rock hard, by the way. Rock hard. That's plenty. That's yeah, plenty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come on now and just end this conversation. Thanks. Um, <laughs> You're gonna what now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess that is everybody's top five covered. Yeah, Any closing thoughts or comments? Um, well, Squinny's asked, how sexual were you after footy, Craig? Oh, I gave myself a good rub down. Good. The shower was a good time. <laughs> good. Could live stream that next time. That could be a Patreon bonus. Oh, no. No, you want to attract people. Only flans. Only flans. Only flans. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, Punk's still still watching, so he can hear me say, "Everyone, smash that like button! Smash the like button, baby! Hit the bell button and subscribe." That's for you, Punk. Yeah. Make sure you turn on your notifications. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, please do turn on your notifications because we will be going live again twice in the next week or so. So we'll have our usual Thursday episode releasing on the eighth at three pm, and then. That evening at Summer Game Fest, so we'll we will be doing a post show live um live stream after that, and then on the Sunday the eleventh, we've also got the Xbox Game Showcase and the Starfield Direct. So again, we'll be going live after that. So exciting times ahead, lots to look forward to. Hopefully, um, and as always, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode slash stream, depending on how you're consuming it. Um, but yeah, that's all from me. Thanks for joining, everyone. Yeah, yeah, and thanks very much, Jamie. You have. Been oh a no, pleasure. thank you, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Um, Anytime. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Thank you very much. Yeah, and um, for, for anyone who is who is watching just now, but we will also be doing um, a Twitch stream tomorrow oh, yeah. night, Friday night. Because I'm going to I'm going to do Diablo Four probably with Jamie and Tam joining us later on. So we're going to do some. Twitch team of Diablo 4 because we're all buzzing for that and probably on Saturday as well because we're all fucking loving Diablo at the moment so yes yep stay tuned Twitch on the go Twitch on the go look at us getting on modern look at this you're usually twitching at the weekend anyway 
Absolutely. Uh, normally on a, I was going to say, <laughs> unconscious on a street corner somewhere. That's plenty, Jerry. Normally, normally, in, the cor- yeah, normally in the corner of Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks again, and bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.